Hello, everyone. Welcome to, I don't know the episode number. I just made it up. 2081 <laughs> of the Stallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. And I'm Yvonne Ackerman. This is where you're That's supposed to you say your name. We didn't, oh. we didn't practice this. <laughs> I'm Aaron Skariak. You gotta get closer. Aaron Skariak here. Yes. Sam Hart. <laughs> now slower and more sensuously. Sam Hart. <laughs> So we have we have the duo of anomaly, mysterious. That's right, so CLT. mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know what we were walking into Thank when we went God. to that pop up. We Thank God, like, your eyes were like. If you remember, yeah, I was a like, few, okay, we're gonna die here. <laughs> when, when, when was that pop up? October. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't know what we were getting into. And we had a huge fight on the way there. I was yeah. crying my eyes out. And he was like, do you want to go home? I was like, just take me to the dinner. And we thought it was at a restaurant and it was some lady's house. And we walked in and we were blown away. And it's all these we're, like old rich people. And then us. Well, and us. <laughs> and then Come you on, guys. what are you talking about? <laughs> you guys and then us. And then all these moneyed folk. <laughs> <laughs> moneyed folk. <sighs> to edit a lot of this out <laughs> anyway um <laughs> but these two are starting a tasting menu restaurant in charlotte which mm-hmm. is going to be super exciting and we're very um excited for that we're to happen pumped. because we think that's the next that's the next stage in the charlotte culinary adventure so they're here welcome yeah and you have Thank two pop-ups this week or uh there's we, one next week we have like two and a half okay because we've got one on Tuesday, we've got one on Thursday, and then we're doing a pop-up for a couple people, um, just like a little personal dinner for a couple people, so a whole lot of preps got to go, got got to get going. I can't talk. Got to get going on after this. So you just flew in I afternoon. landed at 10.30. Okay. Did you pick him up, Aaron? As always. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to do his bidding all the time. No, I mean, like... <laughs> No, it's so no, true. I, I call her all the time. <laughs> Help me. Yeah. Okay, so explain how you two met and how you came up with how you thought this could be a good idea. We, did, I mean, we don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> no. Is this Rodney We're speaking? Just, <laughs> yes. yeah. We uh, are just very excited, apparently. No. Um, uh, you take you take this one. Well, Sam, did you know, by the way, that your nickname is uh, Samuel Day-Lewis to me? Samuel Day-Lewis? Samuel Day-Lewis. I drink your milkshake. Yeah, you do. Um, Such a So Sam and I met uh, at Boxcroft Wine Company in uh, Dilworth. Um, Sam was just... Oh, is that why you have the fox? I see, that's little Justin Solomon's knitted cap that he wears all the time. Shout out Justin Solomon. Is he the chef? Mm-hmm. He is the. Uh, he was supposed to. We we're supposed to do a podcast no, with him today. You're wrong. But was he talking canceled. about the Dilworth tasting room, Jason. <laughs> no, Justin Solomon is the oh. corporate executive no, so chef Foxcroft. of all the Foxcrofts. Wasn't Foxcroft? No. Oh my bad. Never mind. <laughs> Not supposed to come today. Oh, but man. he should. We'd love to have him on. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about. Dil- it's it's easy to get dude. him confused. Dilworth Three tasting, Foxcroft wine. tasting. So there's can only be one tasting room. That's true. In this yeah. town. That's true. Um, but yeah, so Sam and I locked eyes uh, across the room. Uh, I kind of figured this guy's kind of a turd, but I'm not I really sure if I like him. This guy's kind of a turd, and yeah. I realized it wasn't a guy. <laughs> so you were a chef, and you were... The assistant manager over there. Okay. Yeah. So you were his boss. 
But, well, oh, yeah. kind of, kind right? Of. Okay. I mean, yeah, in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> if we want to do it that way, yes. <laughs> um, but I didn't have to. I didn't. I didn't, didn't have, have to, to do anything well. that that yeah. crazy. I just had to be like, no, calm down a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Stop yelling so loud in the kitchen. Yeah, but I mean, I, we got along really well after I like. I think we both kind of assessed each other. Uh, you, I don't know if you guys know how this works. Like when you walk into a restaurant and you see like as a front of house person versus like a back of house person, you kind of assess each other. I assume they hate each other. We do. Well, I don't. I actually prefer to stay I in the do. kitchen because I don't like to talk to people in the front. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you do that up front. Um, but no, I mean, like, it, it is that dichotomy that, you know, you're, I am supposed to hate the kitchen because the kitchen ruins my life all the time, which is not a true <laughs> statement. It's like, it is what it is. It is a restaurant. Um so you kind of just walk in and you assess what's going on. You're like, all right, that guy's good. That guy's good. That guy needs to be watched. That guy's like, that guy's I don't high. know what he's doing. <laughs> That's they're, they're totally what happened, yeah. actually. <laughs> Not I don't me. Know. I don't know what he's doing. But, I mean, uh, Sam and I, I immediately looked at him and I was like, oh, that guy knows what he's doing, which is, mm-hmm. you know, hard to find, honestly. Um, and then he went off to Alinea and I, you know, wandered around for a while. Cried Fox for Croft. weeks. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Um, so think, what year? What, when are we talking about? This is last year. Last year. This is uh, this about eighteen yeah. months ago. Okay. Um, because so I used to work at Foxcroft. Um, very, and it's not like I've had a long culinary career, but very early on in the career. And then I went and worked at a couple other places in Charlotte. Um, opened up, um, helped open up three restaurants in, in Charlotte, and then. I got the opportunity to go to Alinea. Okay, how'd you do that? How do you how do you get an opportunity to work there? I got a tattoo. Okay. So I got I was watching Chef's Table, like every other cook. Like we do. And <laughs> I got to the Grant Ackett's episode. And as amazing as, as Chef Ackett's is and as awesome as Alinea is. What struck me was Chef Begale, Mike Begale. Um, he was the executive chef there for a few years. He was there um, a little bit after it opened, but um, a total of 10 years, I believe. And he was the one that Chef Ackett's was like, someone needs to figure out how to make food levitate. And he immediately put his hand up in the air. He's like, I got you, Chef. I'll figure it out. And it took him a while, but he figured out a way to make it happen. And that dedication to commit to saying that you're going to achieve the impossible blew my mind. And so I was in a very dark time uh, personally and with my culinary career. And I was like, you know what? I want to get a tattoo of this balloon so I see it. And I see it every single morning. I see it when I cook. And then that way I can stay inspired. And so I got the balloon from Alinea right here tattooed on my arm. And so I posted on Instagram, like every chef posts all of his tattoos on Instagram. <clears throat> and Mike Begale, like two weeks later, reposted on his Instagram, reaches out to me, comments on the photo, messaged me on Instagram, like every possible way of reaching out to me. And I was freaking out. I thought it was super cool. And so I was like, yeah, I'm really inspired by your work. And you made it to where I... Like, it's why I started doing the food that I do now, where I'm trying to figure out 
different ways of making connections with people and, and making people connect with food that they haven't seen before or just it's really cool. And he was like, thanks. I never imagined that, you know, my food would influence someone like this. And so, of course, I had to say, well, can I get a stage? <laughs> like, <laughs> so immediately, this is like a DM. Like yeah, the this whole is, thing. I slid into that DM <laughs> so hard. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And we uh, chatted for a little bit more. And then he connected me with Alenia. Um, of course, a week later, he put in his notice that he was going to leave Alenia. And so when I did my stage there, um, this was l- last October. Um, I did it for uh, seven days, worked seven days straight at Alenia, which no no one does anymore. And I know why. Because I worked 110 hours over seven days. And I was obsessed with it. I loved it. I was so entranced with the culture. And they offered me a job that uh, my second to last day. So I got to work, you know, knowing that I had a job, which is kind of cool. It was also the day that I got yelled at by Chef Ackett's. And uh, Four. what did he say? Oh, it was two things. So one of them, I totally deserved it. And then the second one, I like 90% deserved it. So <laughs> <laughs> we had a dish there. Um, it was a kind of a take off of a Thai curry. And it was... Uh, scal- it was fermented scallop noodles. So it was noodles that were made out of uh, some rice flour and um, scallop paste. And then it was tossed in a, in a curry. Uh, I think it was a butternut curry. And then had some strips of butternut squash and then some pickled mustard seeds. And then a crisp on top that was made out of fermented scallop. And it also had tomato powder all over it. It was a huge dish. Uh, for Alenia that year. Uh, Chef Simon came up with it, and people just loved it because it was really, really good. But I put the butternut squash um, batonets on there, so like little sticks of them, sloppily. And one of them fell over and hit the rim of the plate and made a little bit of a splatter on it. And Grant Ackett looks at me, and he's like, who do you think you are? Like, that's what he says. It was in the kitchen, though. It didn't happen, like, on the... In front of the patron. No, in the kitchen, he's like, what makes you think that you can plate something like that? Like, he just railed in me. And I felt horrible because I knew that he was right because I was rushing it. And that's a place where you have to do things correctly and fast. Even though at that point, you could just wipe it off the edge. Yeah, Yeah, it's no big deal. It's not, no, no harm to foul, but no, it's still. (laughs) He kicked me off the hotline. He sent me all the way back down to where they were doing caviar, which that's where everyone starts as a, usually that's where everyone starts as a chef de partie um, is on the caviar station. So I was back down there, like trying to put these sunflower petals into a sunflower mousse thing to put the caviar on top of it. It was actually my favorite dish I made there, but. but yeah, I had to do it. And then I was very aggressive about how badly I wanted to learn during my stage. I went to every single station, one station a day. So there was seven total stations when I was there, seven CDPs. I went to every single station. I made sure that I learned every single thing that they did. And I filled up an entire Moleskin notebook, literally everything. And I was very aggressive with it. I wanted to make sure that I plated everything. I wanted to make sure that I actually cooked everything. And I got into trouble with it a little bit, but once he realized that I wasn't going to back down, I think that's also why they gave me a job because initially it felt like it was a Make-A-Wish Foundation thing that they granted <laughs> for me. But um, yeah, and 
the second time I got yelled at is uh, there was two show two parties that were on one station and I decided to go onto that station to help out a little bit more. And uh, Chef Akis just goes, why is he even here? This is his last day of his stage. No one can get behind him or in front of him. Just get him, get him off of here. He's too big. So Chef Akis called me fat. That's, that's what I took out of it. Or tall. Fat. <laughs> I've got a great picture of him just staring like to the side of me in just utter disbelief of like, <laughs> why are you still here? It's a great photo. It was on someone else's here? Instagram, which is great. Some rando's Instagram. But yeah, so. But that's just the way it is at a kitchen, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's just, you know, passions running high, mm-hmm. right? And, that, and especially in a place like that. And uh, yeah, so I started working there and, uh, but there was this in-between time of working there and being here. And so I went back to Foxcroft and I worked there along with Dot Dot Dot, which is a sister restaurant for about eight months, a little bit before massage and a little bit after before I went up there and and started working at Alinea. And then how long did you work at Alinea for? So I worked at Alinea for uh, three months. Three months, a little over, th- yeah, three months, and yeah, three months. So here's the part that I don't know yet. So how mm-hmm. do you go from marketing to being at Foxcraft to begin with? Ooh, good question. So I have enjoyed cooking. Never thought it was an actual career that I could could go down. And um, I went to my sister's graduation. And she is a nurse down in Dallas, Texas. Shout out to Kristen. Shout She's out. She's amazing. I hope Ooh-hoo. she listens. Wow. We need another listener. She's so not. <laughs> she yeah. might, though. She's, listenership. Maybe she's been listening 20%. the whole time. Um, that would be 120%. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was, as, was at her graduation. Everyone was walking by. And then all of a sudden I heard graduating in a fine arts associate's degree in culinary arts you know, blah, blah, blah. And I heard it like 20 times. I was like, wait, this is a thing? Like, this is an actual thing that people can graduate in culinary. Like, And at this point, you're how old? I'm 23? So you just started working in, like, after So it was when I was working. So I dropped out of college my freshman year, and I got into sales because it's the only thing that you can do and make money without a degree. At least that was in my mind. And I started off as a as a printing salesman. Then I went into car sales. Then I started working for Sprint. And I was pretty good at that. And then I was number three salesperson in the world for Sprint. Oh, my gosh. Year. Yeah. No the big world, deal. Aaron. Just saying. I found a loophole. <laughs> I was going to say this, this is a whole story. She looks story. dubious. It's a total. It's a to, It's totally true story. It's, it's, so then I started working story. for. So he, found, he weaseled his way in. That's so true. it's not like it a real true. thing. But then I started working for Adams Outdoor Advertising here. Yes. Which, um, they to me are the most creative group of people, I've ever been around, and they sparked a very creative side of me that I didn't experience before, especially a woman named Wendy Hickey, which she's brilliant. But anyway, um, got into that. Then I morphed into radio, 
then I was like, this is awesome. I'm making good money. I'm going to concerts all the time. This is super cool. And then that's when, boom, I show up to my sister's graduation. And I'm like, I've got to do this. So I look at my then wife and I'm like, okay, I want to leave my hundred plus thousand dollar job to make $8 and 45 cents an hour as a halftime dishwasher, halftime line cook, part-time runner at heirloom. And that's what happened. I quit. And I just started doing that. And then you got a divorce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right there That's that night. That's how that works. <laughs> She's yeah, like, well, see ya. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it was, it, was, it was, we made it, we made it almost a year before she was intelligent enough okay, to topic. Me. Heirloom has always confused us. Because we, we never really liked it. <laughs> how scandalous are we getting? We here? just didn't get it. Like we. Well, no, we got it. it like just, we got it. We just didn't think it. We just thought it was so pretentious. It was very good. He's like, we're only doing things from North Carolina, but we didn't think to the, the point food of was, obsession. Yeah. So right. was up to the up to that pretentiousness. Okay. So I'm going to be like Brutus here. I want to totally have his back, and then he's going to end up with some holes in the back. So just <laughs> yeah. But. I am a very big fan of the vision that Clark had for that restaurant. And I'm a very big fan of the people that he got around him. Um, there's a couple of people that are still working for him that are incredible. Um, and the idea of having everything from North Carolina, except for olive oil, which isn't manufactured here. So they got it from Georgia. I mean, even their salt, not the salt that they like season their sauces with, but the salt that they have at a table is Outer Bank salt. I thought that was brilliant. Um, thankfully, his manager at the time convinced him, okay, we can't do just North Carolina wines because these suck. And so he got some different wines. <laughs> Aaron's a sommelier. But no, Can you, but no tequila because they don't make it. No North tequila. Carolina. No tequila. And at the time, I was a the very, heck? very avid drinker. And I had to go to the sports page across the parking lot at the end of my shift to get my tequila because we didn't have it there. Um, but their bartender <laughs> was epic. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still there, but his name's Dexter. And uh, he could whip up some incredible cocktails with what they had. Um, but anyway... It was it was a really cool concept, but the obsession did get to the point where you know he wanted to change the menu every single day. He wanted to do something different every day. He really wanted to stick to not just the standard seasons, not just the sub seasons, but the literal weekly seasons that are in North Carolina, which is wow. beautiful about North Carolina. Um, but what ends up happening when you're trying to do that much? with the few resources you have, with the few covers you have in a night, with the very small staff that you have, <coughs> you get really frustrated. And what I think got in his way is that he didn't know, at least while I was there and before I was there, he didn't know how to properly lead that team to accomplish the same vision that he had, if that makes sense. Well, it's hard um, to perfect anything, too. I didn't realize they were changing that much. The oh, menu, literally so. every day. I mean, like, that's a noble undertaking, but yeah, especially when, but like, that asking takes your a staff high to perfect degree it of and skill. you to perfect no one, it. No one does it. No, yeah. no one, and they don't, they didn't change the whole menu, but it was a couple items every day. Um, and he would show us how he wanted it cooked every day. Um, but yeah, my uh, also it was like yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Well, that's that was our other yeah. problem with it. It just right. wasn't. Right, it was close like in an anything. old Shoney's. 
or something. It was in an old fish camp, yeah. <laughs> and the carpet definitely hadn't been replaced since he got it. <laughs> it's just too far out. Yeah, you yeah. gotta be at least. So what did you learn from there that you're not gonna do? I learned how to. Num- I learned how to properly talk to a staff and treat people. I didn't really follow along with that for a while, but. Um, but yeah, my my last day there, I wasn't expecting it to be my last day. Um, but you know, when you hire a line cook, you are making a commitment to them that not only are you going to pay their bills, but you're going to put a part of yourself into them, and you're going to teach them, and you're going to grow them. Because if they knew more than you and they could grow and they didn't have to grow from you, then they wouldn't be working for you. They would have their own place. So they're coming there to learn. They're coming there to make money. And so you got to understand that and be willing to foster those people. And that's why I greatly admire Rob Clement because he is that guy. Oh, don't talk to him good about Rob Clement. <laughs> no, I will. I will all day. We love and Rob. He, Shut up. He hates it when I call him. I know. He has, he has a great team. He seems like... He puts yeah. a lot of good people around him. Yeah. Um, it, it, and I think it's more that people want to be around him. I think yeah, once they fun. once they work with him, they realize, hey, this guy actually cares not just about the food, not just the restaurant, but about me personally. That's a huge thing. And that's why um, there's like two chefs that I've worked for that I, I will always have their back. If they call me up, they've got me. And that's Ashley Quick and Justin Solomon because those two guys – always had my back and they always wanted me to learn they always you know they knew that i wanted to learn so when they were doing something whether it was breaking down a certain protein or working on a new sauce or whatever they would bring us over and let us watch and let us learn and you know that's something that's very rare especially here in charlotte but it's something that's very rare period so then how does the idea for anomaly come about at this point once you're so you're back at Foxcraft mm-hmm. right after being at Alinea. So it's a. I, I made a, a phone call. I yeah. just called him and I was like, <laughs> "Hey, dude, it it seems like it's a very. It was a very organic thing. I think the when I when I called Sam, I was like, Sam, like I'm sick of working for people, um, and. Sam was like, well, you know. (laughs) Who isn't? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, um, at some point, you know, in in this industry, it's a grind. You know what I mean? Like, I've worked, and Sam has worked hours upon hours upon hours just on your feet all the time. And, like, you know, most most of the people that are in the restaurant industry, you know, nobody knows this, but they have, like, masters, they have college degrees, and they choose to be in the industry, you know? And there's always a reason for that. And, you know, I think Sam and I both are in that place of, we have very high expectations for ourselves and for the things around us. And we want to teach people constantly. There's always this element of like teaching and bringing, whether or not that's like our staff or whether or not that's like the customers or the guests that we have coming in, but like we have that same mentality. And so it was very organic when I called him and said, hey, man, I think that maybe we should, like, do something. And he's like, okay, well, what are you thinking? And I'm like, I don't care what you do. I really just want you to be creative and be happy and, like, do your thing. Like, Which I'll was the take best care of- thing I ever could have heard, yeah. by the way. I was like, I'll take care of the front. 
I'll do all like the organization. Like I will do all the nitty gritty because that's the thing that I know how to do. And I'm like very good at it, but like, I don't care what you do with your food as long as it's good and you're happy doing it, like go for it, do your thing. So then the tasting menu kind of thing happened. And you know, I've, I worked in New York and I've worked all over the place and you know, those places have tasting menus and they have high end restaurants and it's, and it's something that's definitely lacking here is just like a little bit of, and I don't mean this in like a bad way, just like a touch of creativity and like a touch of like passion. Like I, when I think about going out to eat here, I don't get really excited about it. So, and that's kind of maybe sounds a little pretentious, but maybe a little sad too at the same time, you know? But yeah. You good? Oh yeah. Um, my side of it came out of pure anger. Um, I ruffled a lot of feathers in my culinary career up until I went to Chicago. And it was all because I was sick and tired of people saying that Charlotte can't handle a restaurant of you know, James Beard quality, let alone, you know, we don't have a guide yet. There's rumors of regional Michelin guides. I see a star on your arm, another tattoo. Yeah, there's three of them. Oh, oh, I didn't see. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, these are all my food tattoos. Um, yeah, he just has where, one on there. Where, I was like, I thought you were going like, to wait. Yeah. <laughs> the bar, you were waiting for me to like, you softballed that one. You're, you're, ready, to, you're ready to learn about the cock. Where, I yeah, thought where, he got the one for inspiration the that he was going to get the two where once the he really got the gotta, three. Gotta, but he's like, no, all three on my arm. You got to go big. Yeah, you got to yeah. get all three. Yeah, tell uh, us about the cock though. Yes, yeah, so that's for Paul Bacuse. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, that's the one your aunt was my, telling us my, about. Oh, yeah, my aunt, she's like, have you heard of Paul Bacuse? And I was like... We had not. It's like, no. <laughs> he's and, the he's the Michael Jordan of food. Oh, well, she told uh, us we he know was the now. father of French cooking, and I said, oh, that's beyond. a Scoffier. Okay, <laughs> but, okay. All right. All right. I guess I was wrong. No, no, right. don't, don't tell would, my aunt she's right, because <laughs> okay. she's like, you can't be a food you, bar if you don't know this person. Okay. <laughs> you went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm going to quickly tangent off onto this very quickly. Because this is a big issue with cooks of my generation, that they don't have a foundation of traditional and classic technique. You cannot, like, attempt to build a motorcycle if you can't even ride a bicycle type deal. You can't. (laughs) And so you have – and this is – so – when you were at the dinner, Stephen Cooley talked about my obsession. I truly love do have an Stephen obsession Cooley. with this. He's, I know he's the best. God, I hope. I love that I guy. Hope he's coming on Tuesday. He's not. Damn. So sad. I tried. I offered him. He said no. Well, we'll see. Um, him. We'll see him again one day. But anyway, we know where he lives. We drove him yeah, home. Yeah, so. we do know where he lives. <laughs> you drove Stephen yeah. Cooley home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He kind of lives nice around place. the same area. You know, yeah, he, we do. He drives a Bentley. He should. Yeah, that's. Me home. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's a beautiful. He, he Ubered up there. <laughs> he Ubered from. Oh we my god. We pulled away, and I was like, "Is that a Bentley?" Yeah. <laughs> okay. You should have seen the Escalade he had before that. Oh my so gosh. He gets like a new car every year. It's He's amazing. He is the man. But going back to you know classical food and this is another this actually goes into why i'm so mad at food um (laughs) is that paul bacuse is the michael jordan of food because what he did is that he took what 
not a Scoffier created, but a woman named Karim. That's what makes me mad, is that the most important chef to ever walk this planet is a woman who invented these recipes, and yet a man named Escoffier is who is known for all these recipes. He wrote a, he just... Because he wrote them down. He was the scribe. He was the scribe. And what's so funny is that Typical. I got to the point where I was so obsessed with Escoffier, I memorized about 400 of his recipes. Um, and this is when I was doing uh, student team competitions at CPCC. I literally was memorizing all these things. And I was seeing, like, okay, this is how you make a stock. But then he would make these notes about how he would do a stock versus how it says to do a stock. So he had two cookbooks in one, which is very weird. Because he said how he did things versus how you're supposed to do things. Which got me in a lot of trouble because I do a competition. I start boiling my fishbone stock. And they're like, oh, that's not what you're supposed to do. That's not what Scoffier wrote down in his recipe. And I was like, well, if you look at his little notes that he writes here, he says, you know, I personally like to boil them because I can get more flavor out. It does make it slightly cloudy, you know, blah, 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 blah. But like these, you know, French trained, you know, crazy intense judges that were at these events um, didn't like the way that I cook food because I cooked the way that Escoffier said he would like to cook rather than how you're supposed to. And what Paul Bocuse did to bring this all around full circle is what Paul Bocuse did is he brought the first piece of flair, the first piece of flash, that new cuisine, and it turned into nouveau cuisine, but he was the one that really got things changing. And he was the one that brought all these elements together and perfected them. And from him, you can literally get any major modern chef, except for Hassan Blumenthal, because he's a weird anomaly. But you can get all these chefs tied directly to him because he invented every single way that you run a kitchen, not just the recipes, but the way that you run it. Um, so when, when he passed away, um, he had a rooster tattoo on his arm. So I got a rooster right here, and he's wearing a little chef hat. Um, but yeah. I've got that right there. So we need to go to Leon. So what else? Yes. Restaurant Pablo Cousy got to go. So is there a book or something where you can learn kind of the history of these chefs? No. So <laughs> you're just doing someone all needs your to write that because I because yeah. I want to. You hear like all the chefs talk about mm-hmm. all these people, but it's hard to like. Yeah. Someone needs to make an Ancestry.com of food. Yeah. There's yeah. a. I mean, there's a couple good books out there about like how the food like not setting the table there's another one about it's similar to that but it's about like french food and how it kind of started and how modern dining kind of came about there's i mean there's a couple books about that and there's i I mean i listened to a weird um podcast about history and they went through like a couple chefs and i mean those are you can always just you can, I mean you gotta yeah. like piecemeal like yeah. no together. one's done like a definitive no and someone does like a encyclopedia or just a just a really well written book of how modern gastronomy came to be yeah. uh, at the end of the day you can really just get it down to the uh, Trois Gros um, brothers Paul Bacuse um, Albert Adria you can throw Fernand Adria in there. Fernand Adria got all the press when Elba Lee was around, but Albert Adria was the true brains behind it. Um, and Rene Redzepi. Um, I am obsessed with the Noma Guide to Fermentation right now. Um, Have the, you read the Hungry book? 
that just came out? No. I've started reading it. I want to. I'll give it to you when I'm done. Yeah. It takes me like it's a really easy read, but it's like 80 pages. He's been reading. No, it it's for 250. <laughs> <laughs> Every night it's like a paragraph. Yeah, it's like two months ago is the hungry, hungry caterpillar. Yeah, his way up. yeah. <laughs> it was a big leap, no. so I'm proud. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm obsessed with Renee Redzepi. Um, yeah, he, he's he he's a genius. Um, you know what? He posted on his Instagram yesterday that he had grown a Carolina Reaper, mm-hmm. which is from Fort Mill. Yeah, shout out to Potterbot. Smoking Ed. Yeah. Yeah, Ed Curry. Yeah, I uh, I helped make the 106.5 The End hot sauces with him when I was working for iHeartRadio. That's awesome. That guy is senile in the best way possible. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's insane. But he's he, so cool. Well, he, he says he has, once someone does a hotter pepper, he already has one that's like Well, he came out with one, Pepper X. Yeah, that's his. That, and he's got two more after that. Yeah, he's, he's like, I'm ready someone does something i've got even crazier ones yeah we we had a uh yeah. for uh the radio dj uh diesel we had one called the donkey punch for him the uh, it was a hot sauce and i think ed told me that like there was some of that pepper x in there he's like it's even before it comes out you get it it's <laughs> awesome. but, so but that's crazy that when yeah. Zeppi posted something that's from fort mill yeah yeah he he is shout out his his mind just canvases all of not cooking, but ingredients. And he understands that if he has the best ingredients, he has the most unique ingredients. He's going to have the most unique, the best tasting menus, um, which is a very Thomas Keller approach. Um, they're very, very similar as far as being very ingredient centric. Um, and it's beautiful to watch what he does. It really is. So did you guys know you wanted to start with pop-ups or how did this come about? So are you guys looking for a place and then realize, okay, we don't know yeah, exactly so kind of, how we're going to get the place yet, but we want to get started sooner. Like, yeah, talk about the, how do you start a restaurant 101. <laughs> yeah. Is there a business plan? What's, the, what's, what's step ideas. one? What are like business plan volume 110 part three? Like, yeah. Uh, there's multiple business plans. It's just, you, you know, you have an idea. You make sure nobody else has that idea. <laughs> Which uh, that was obviously you, the case with us. You, like, yeah, no you make sure has nobody that. has the name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which there was one other, right? Like, yeah, Not yeah, in was. San Francisco. Yeah, I was. I mean, is, I was yeah. tagging an anomaly. I think in London or someplace. Is that the no, one? It was in San Francisco. They started. They started following us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> respect. You know. Yeah, no, they're well, they're actually doing so some pretty words. dope food out yeah. there. Not gonna lie. I um, mean, yeah. You you know it's um, a good it's a good name yeah mm-hmm. I mean yeah um, what else do you do oh I mean it's 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 stuff that it's very mundane but you have to like think about it is you have to detail where you want to be like you have to like scout out places um, you have to scout out neighborhoods you have to know the city you have to do your like due diligence and do your market research which is all very boring so um, is this why so why Dilworth? I mean, obviously Dilworth is a great neighborhood, but does it ha- why Dilworth, does it have to be Dilworth? It doesn't Dilworth necessarily is, have to be Dilworth. Okay. But what drew us to Dilworth is that it's sitting within one big area of of clientele that more than likely would it's the money. Really, See, yeah. I knew it. It's the money. <laughs> it, it, it's the money I want to be in Dilworth also, too. But it's <laughs> one not, day. It's not just the. It's not just the actual like dollars to the person's name but it also deals with how close you are to all the specific hubs but we also don't want to be in the trendy areas where 
you know, we want it to be kind of secluded in a way where people have to come to us. But not on an heirloom um, level. But yeah. not in that <laughs> level. Right. Well, I mean. So central. But yeah. yeah. Not, I mean, not so young, too. Maybe right. a little well, older. Well, I was going to say, like, case in point, we were driving around Noda today, and I looked at Sam, and I was like, there's no fucking way. Excuse my language. But, like. <laughs> Like, and it's now the explicit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, I wouldn't. Broke I mean, I live in Plaza, and I don't want to. I would never put a restaurant Why? there. Uh, it's because it's kids like me wandering around that, you know. <laughs> They'd be like, it's too well, expensive. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. And, I, and I hate saying that. I really do hate saying that. They might not get it. It might yeah. not. Yeah. Well, I mean. I, I, okay. Well, I mean, here's here's where we kind of differ okay. for a moment. Oh, this is good. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. We, we we get really we get really there's a specific clientele unfortunately that you know when you're doing a tasting menu um and this is where charlotte in my mind kind of hasn't like reached that level of knowledge and maturity because that nobody's been quite exposed to some of these things like a tasting menu if that you know what i mean like because right. in chicago that's not the case you get right. all kinds of different types of people ages of people yeah. but yeah, yeah here i think, I think you're eventually right. we get to that right i, I but, think eventually yeah, charlotte yeah. i, I, right I have now. a lot of belief in charlotte that that will happen yeah but a restaurant has to deserve that i'm and i'm not saying that we deserve that right now. I hope that we do. But the the thing with our restaurant is we want to be the restaurant that not only gets people from a two-mile radius, but when we're looking at restaurants that are similar to us, we're looking at places in Atlanta, Nashville, Charleston, D.C., Miami, because we want to be a restaurant that is a regional and national destination. And when you are looking at spaces for this restaurant, you need to go to a place that is central to where those people would be drawn in from. We've got a lot of people that go into South Park because that's a business hub. We got a lot of people that go into Uptown. Dilworth is 10 minutes away. You know, it, it makes logistical sense for people if they are coming to Charlotte to do whatever and then eat at Anomaly. Um, because what a lot of people don't know is Charlotte's the number one tourist city in the Southeast outside of Florida. Um, and I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Largest tourist destination outside of Florida. Because, I mean, you got you know Mickey Mouse down there. But we're number one by a large margin, huge margin. And it's because of all these people that are coming down for businesses. It's not family tourism. It's not, there's not 10 million people going to see the NASCAR museum. It's people. Work for the banks. Work traveling. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a ton of fortune 500 companies here. Well, I mean, if you, I mean, if you also, if you really want to break it down and this is, I also had an argument with somebody about this is like me. No, actually. (laughs) Um, Charlotte. Okay. So, I don't see like a real true competition, competition, like there's no tasting menu, there's nobody gonna be doing like this type of experience, you know what I mean? Like nobody's gonna be taking the time to, at any restaurant in Charlotte right now to like walk you through the courses, you know, not have servers, any of that stuff. But but our competition is a like a grilled cheese stand and like, Optimus Hall. You know what I mean? Like, 
those that's our competition. And that's the thing that like when I say, you know, there's this knowledge base that needs to be grown and that is our job is like I I don't I would love for a food blogger to not take pictures of cheese being like pulled apart every five minutes. But it takes such a good picture. But it's so beautiful. I get it. But like, and I, and I really love Ginny's like, trust me, I do, but I don't need to see any more photos of that. Like the, the point of the point of anomaly is for us to really showcase not only really amazing food, but like build Charlotte's knowledge base to really meet like everybody else that's been around us. And so we're not just stuck in like these beautiful pictures all the time of just, you know, the same thing. And people see it, they want to go and they keep going to the same places because it's the only thing that's at the top of your mind. But then, yeah, they do get all the the dollars. I mean, those grilled cheese stands, you can spend $40. And I think that they're easily for two people. We go there all the time. And we don't, and honestly, we don't want people coming in every single week to Anomaly. because no, It's the, not that kind of place. It's yeah. not that kind of place. It's a it's a place where if you can come to all four seasons, then do it. But, you know, also Anomaly is... I don't like calling Anomaly a restaurant because the biggest thing that I want to, as a personal goal is to make this restaurant so much more than just food. We want to nail food, but the the most important thing is making a very personal, intimate connection with each person. And that's when you brought up in your review a nostalgic taste of some of our food. That's what we're going for, is because we want every single aspect, literally every single aspect of this place to bring something out of you to have a connection. I want you to even connect with the other people that are sitting next to you. And that's something that I've seen at other restaurants, little bits and pieces of it, and I'm picking little pieces of it. But at the end of the day, I want Anomaly to be that place that brings it all together. And when you go there, you're not leaving saying, that's the best food I've ever had. You're leaving saying, that is the most amazing experience I've ever been a part of. And that's what Aaron and I are on the exact same page about. Yeah, we differ once in a while about things. But it's but an experience. Not, it's an experience. And that's how we, that's how Jason brought that up to me about food too. I mean, that's like, like food, it's like, it's if our concert, it's our thing, it's our main event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you're paying that much money, it's got to be like going to a Justin Timberlake concert. Yeah. Like I mean, we don't so just go to dinner before a Beaver. show. We just go <laughs> to dinner scary. and then we go to bed. But we want to be like sated emotionally right. and yeah. experientially yeah. from that dinner. Like, and the, you're doing, you know, music with every single course. Yeah. So you've got that happening. Oh, that is. I think Alinea is very good at nailing that. Yes. As far as the theater experience. Yes. Just the dessert part to me. Well, and that's where whoever told you, you know, it's cool if you just got salon you're not missing it's not true is gallery. it gallery it's it's a total lie i knew it and well, we just told ourselves that because we couldn't i get know when someone said that we yeah. just held on There's so tight the reason <laughs> why those sell out so fast is such I a know. higher number is because what they did and this is i'm i admitting this 100 this is where i got the inspiration of chef's counter in the sense where everyone is sitting next to each other um, it comes from that, it comes from dialogue, it comes from cabbird seat, but Alinea perfected it. What they do in their gallery is that they bring everyone together at one table and there is a very shock and awe 
setup of the table. It was a very shock and all setup of the first courses that makes everyone in that instant be involved in something that is so much greater than food. Um, and then you go to the dessert course, and yeah, they do the really cool plate of dessert to the music. But to me, the coolest thing is that first course because you're experiencing with other people. Because it's, you know, I say this while also knowing that the greatest dining, ex- dining experience I've ever had was by myself. But when you can experience it with someone, <laughs> what was else, that? Of course, Smith. Smith. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That's I was Chicago blowing too, right? up her phone. So hard. I had to Well, all right, wait. Was this the time that you got stiffed on the date that I was laughing no, at? No, I wasn't no, supposed no, no, to be no, alone. No, no. Okay. No, yeah, no, no, this no. Is, there's, <laughs> a, there's a couple stories where he would blow me up, but I wasn't, no. <laughs> wasn't sure which one that was. No, so Smith. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, so dude. John Shields, John Shields is a chef at Smith. Um, him, it's a husband-wife front team. And uh, below is The Loyalist, which is another incredible restaurant. But Smith what he did and he's a he's a protege of of grant ackett's what he did there is he he does a seasonal menu he does a very farm driven menu because they've got their own farm it's 20 courses for the omaha menu and their sommelier um richie ribbonato shout out to you um is brilliant and had perfect wine pairings it is obnoxiously expensive how much I were paid, we talking? I paid $750. Including the wine pairing? Including the wine pairing. Wine pairing was $320. Wow. So just, just for me, so that's $750. Like, uh, what's, it's like Saison. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much all you well, can spend it's like with the you, wine pairing. That's how much you're going to Yeah, that's how much yeah. you're going to pay um, at any place. But I mean, they nailed service. They nailed the atmosphere. There was not one off bite of food. Like It was literally perfect every single bite. Two of the greatest things I've ever eaten in my life were in that one dinner, and they came from the same fish. Um, it was Aji ribs that were um, barbecued and smoked over the fire, and then they had a tart that they made out of the head of that fish that they put at least 15 grams of trout roe over the top of it. Oh, my gosh. And it was so stupid. It was Every single time since we broke the cursing spell, literally every time Richie came up to me, because I was the only one that got the Omaha, the uh, super mega pairings that night, and it was just me. He comes up, and when he dropped off a course or he brought in a wine, I literally looked at him square in the eye. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, there's no way this is actually happening. They had a beef fat brioche donut. Like, oh. literally flawless. Every aspect was flawless. I can't wait to eat there again. And then he realized how much I enjoyed this. And what he did at the very end is he's, I guess I brought it up in conversation. He knew that I liked Fernet. So. Oh, you're one of those people. Yeah. I am one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> he brings me a bottle. with you kitchen people in this Fernet. <laughs> it's so good. It is really good. So he brings me a 1929 <laughs> bottle of Fernet. The label's wow. literally falling off. And he gives me a pour of that. Not going to say if he charged me or not because I don't want to put him in a fire. But, <laughs> um, but it was it was that experience, and I'm not saying that we're going to give people free Fernet at Anomaly. But I mean, clearly you are. Wait, clearly <laughs> not free Fernet at Anomaly. That's going to be the title of this no, podcast. No. Um, <laughs> if there's not Fernet for January's free on Tuesday, I'm going to oh, be upset. No. <laughs> <laughs> but what 
want to go shopping. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Yeah, we don't have any money Exactly. So what he did, and this is what, so we have a, an actual list of commitments that we are making as a family at Anomaly. We're not a kitchen staff. We're a family at Anomaly. We have commitments to our guests. And one of those commitments is that this is extremely personal. This entire experience is 100% personal. We do not have seat numbers. We made our, um, our expo list today, and we had, I was like, I want to know people's names. It's like, and you put us with person. all our besties, like a wedding. I, did. I know, I love yeah. it. And because <laughs> we literally, fun table. <laughs> we stopped Highlighted the and hell everything. Oh, God. I know. What color? Is it in pink? <laughs> we and uh Don't worry, talking about. but we, we want to find out as much as we can about you before you show up because we want to have this you know super personalized to you as soon as you walk in the door we're going to remember every single thing that you talked about so we can have that a part of the experience because we want to we want to have experiences where people are like oh my god they like really listen they really care either they, that or we're really creepy <laughs> yeah stalkers there's a little bit of that too <laughs> But um, I'm not sure if you've ever heard this word, but it's a word called soigné. It's also tattooed on my arm. And it is the most overused, overblown, bastardized word in all of restaurants. And what that word is now is you go to a fine dining restaurant, if you've got a lot of money or you're very famous or you know the chef watches your TV show, then you sit down and they start putting blue tape on your plates. And they call them soigné. This plate needs to be soigné. It needs to be perfect. It needs to be pristine. It needs to have a larger portion. It needs to have a better looking this, that, everything. Well, what soigné actually truly means. What if that's ever happened to us? It has. I doubt it. So. (laughs) so, Nope. Nope. It has. Wow. Let's just say. Let's just say Kit Harrington showed up to Alenia. And that's like he didn't Chef Ackett's favorite show ever. And like the only thing that they had signaled as Soigne for his dinner was they brought out like Chef Grant got a like his sword. Oh, yeah, I saw like, that. And they brought out the lemon dessert on there. But like even that, no. Like we would maybe have four to ten Soignes a night. So that's a lot. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> seems like a lot. Why were we not on Maybe there. we had a half a one. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> anyway, what you know, what Swanye truly means is to take care of someone as a grandmother takes care of her grandchild. That means something. My grandma hated me. So different. Really? No, I'm joking. <laughs> she was great. Yeah. She's also alive. Um, I was thinking of the other one, but. Oh. Oh, she was she also is. alive. <laughs> she was yeah. also alive. But, um, you know, when I heard that for the first time, I thought of it as my mom. Because my family is, my true family is one person. It's just my mom. Um, when I was three, my mom, you know, took me out of a situation that that um, that we were in and she raised me as a single mom um, and she you know worked for jobs she cared everything for me and like my favorite time ever was when we were able to go get McDonald's at nine o'clock at night after her fourth job and I could get chicken what I called them chicken McNuggets instead of chicken McNuggets and so that's that's the emotion that every person should get 
the feeling of this person genuinely cares about me. Love. And it doesn't just mean, oh, you've got a lot of money, so we're going to make your plate nicer. It means you are important to us because we know how expensive this dinner is. We know what it took for you to get here. We know that you care about us because you're showing up. So we are going to instill that onto you. And it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, whatever. You deserve that experience. So that's why I got this, this Swanye tattoo in a really terrible graffiti font from a dude that slammed three pieces of Little Caesars cheese pizza before he did it. So I was like, that's literally perfect. Because I know you, you care about this tattoo, but it's not like because I'm super famous because I'm not. So... Um, he had to get his strength <coughs> up before he did it. He did. He did. Yeah, I didn't want to do he, it on an empty he, stomach. He looked at me and was like, what? The, what? what? <laughs> Grandmothers? All right, man. <laughs> I was like about to cry telling him this tattoo. And he's like, dude, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but give me a hundred bucks. Yeah, let me finish this pizza. I'll get you <laughs> out of here. <laughs> so at least it's spelled correctly, right? <laughs> it is. Well, he didn't do the accent mark. So when I got this glass elevator from Willy Wonka, I made sure that a glass shard went over the E to give it the accent I'll mark. Be, I'll be honest. <laughs> I have a tattoo that's not spelled correctly, so I it's can't. Fun. What, oh, is yeah, what is it? it? And where is it? It's right here. There <laughs> is a two that is not crossed because I was too busy talking about bowel movements, and I was like, "Can you just get away from me?" Oh gosh! <laughs> I just had that touching moment about grandmothers, and now you're talking about bowel movements. Oh, 100%. Where did you have this tattoo done? Right here. No, oh, where? Foos. No, I shouldn't have said that. Yo, oh. yo, that's where, <laughs> but that's where I got my Swanye tattoo. Is it Foos? Yeah. Well. Uh oh. I, I honestly. But all, all my other tattoos. Came from Charlotte Tattoo Company. I love them. I have an Justin embarrassing tattoo. Yvonne got a tattoo at a, uh, in the Bahamas on a cruise when she was like eight. On the How back. Old were you? On your back. No, it's it's not a it's not a tramp stamp, but it's almost just as bad. It's like kind of on, on my hip. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, what was his name? Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I want. I was like fourteen, yeah, it, it and just I wanted says Desmond. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I wanted the Leo symbol, and the guy was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then my friends were like, We gotta go. We're gonna be late. And I was like, Just do this. And it's, and it's like, a heart. What is it? Wait, it's what? just it's like the Chinese symbol for fire because Leo is sure? a fire sign. No, no, <laughs> no. I have no idea my what it is. I've never done. Double checked. I don't want to know. Yes. If well, I had I mean, enough how money, I'd that double check. Did you just go like? Yeah. I, hey, honestly, way, I don't do even mind? care anymore. Do I you just... mind looking at this and telling <laughs> me what it is? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's cheap to get removed. Next time I go to get Chinese food. Yeah. <laughs> I know it would be. I'm gonna get it lasered off one yeah, day. I need to get a couple lasered off. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna keep my two not crossed. You're not gonna get it crossed. That'd be pretty quick. That's funny. Yeah. That's true. Everyone that comes to Anomaly now that listens to this, so like two people are totally gonna talk about that now. Oh, well, oh, it's going to be more than two. Yeah. It's going to be less than four, though. <laughs> <laughs> like so, one somebody, of the two of us are not going to listen to this It's going to be three. <laughs> somebody at one point was like following me around with Sharpies, and they were like, we'll just cross yeah, it for just you just every bothering day. People. Like, so <laughs> every morning. Away. Can you actually get away from me right now? So what can we expect at the pop-ups? I know you still, do you still yes. have some spots in January, right? I do. Okay, so like what? So this week's sold out. people. Yeah, this, you can't okay, come to with us. This week's sold out in like two and a half hours, which is crazy thank you uh thank you well very, some very people much wanted everybody. to come eat with us and they yeah they're not I coming on the more, right day it wasn't about anomaly it was more about eating with us <laughs> yeah, uh, we, yeah no no that's right thank you <laughs> so, not, it's i'm not joking true. that's right. not true 100 percent not true <laughs> so what, what no one swarayed us or whatever that word was french word he knows yeah it's probably french i don't know for sure it is um it's gotta be swanier so swanier there, there's a long time that like 
you saw on Facebook, everyone was like, hashtag Swanye AF. So I've never heard that. Grand, I love it. Grandma's fuck. No. That's what it was pretty much saying. Like, We're going to bring it back. So he, he follows that. Yeah. Yeah. I, do. I do. One follower. Hashtag. One follower. Just me. Um, so what you can expect this week um, is more of a true experience of what it's going to be like in the restaurant. Um, it's going to be much more immersive. Um, Yay. Yeah. I'm so excited. We are going to have... So I've I looked over because I didn't have the cool Spotify thing where you could see how many minutes you listened to and like what your favorite artist was and everything. So I had to like gerrymander this thing. No, Jerry Rig it. What is it? Jerry Not gerrymander. <laughs> that's like Jerry Riggett. North Carolina <laughs> District yeah. Eleven. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's different. Same def. Same thing. Anyway, um, but I listened to over three thousand individual songs for over it was like like eight hundred hours or something since our last pop up. Oh my gosh. Um, trying to get this playlist correct. So, of course, there's two Kanye West songs. So, is there? <laughs> there are. <laughs> oh, God. I thought his name was Jesus Christ Savior or something. I, well, so I, I thought it was Da Baby Jesus Christ. Da Baby Jesus. <laughs> Sweet Da Baby Jesus. Thank you, Chuck Norris. All and right, Lil so, Cheerwine. Um, and Lil Cheerwine. So, um, but we wanted it to be, we wanted it to be a true reflection of what. Um, my vision was for the menu when I thought of a tasting menu restaurant like two half, two and a half years ago. Um, and then it's culminated in what Aaron and I have kind of come together. And that is I want to tell a story through the food, tell a story through the music that goes with that, and then the actual experience itself goes with it as well. So we're going to be telling a story this week. Um, I'm calling it How I Broke Up With Her. And <laughs> I cannot wait. Um, Am I supposed to be calling it how I broke up with her? How she yeah. broke up with me? How about that? How they <laughs> was it the same wait, girl? Wait how they broke up with them? But you broke up with her. Um, no. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's basically it's, it's just a, a metaphor. It's a metaphor. <laughs> how you would have broke up with her before she broke up with you? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Understandably, no, I think um, it's, it's basically just should it just ended. be called heartache. Yeah. yeah. Sad. Um, I'm so big sad. sad. No, so, but it, you know, it's about how we go through. You know, you know, it's about how we go through our relationships. You start off, you're single, you're depressed as hell. You know, you're sitting on the couch eating junk food. That's the name of our first. Course. But there's a little bit of hope. Is not there? really. At the beginning? No. Before no, you meet so. someone? You haven't worked in a restaurant. No. There's no hope. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> uh, false. Oh, man. She worked at Panera for one you day. What Panera? are you talking about? No, I've worked in several restaurants. Not like Two for Paneras. a long time. <laughs> but, <laughs> All um, chains. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it Okay, goes so the beginning through, is single. Yeah, you're single. Then, you know, you, you know, love at first sight. You fall for them. You go through your life. You're getting catfished? When is that? Yeah. Oh. There's no catfish. There's not a man Tate. <laughs> We're smart enough to not get catfished um, at this point. In our or life. to serve yeah. catfish. No. Yeah. But, yeah, no catfish. That would be funny if you had a catfish. <laughs> that would be hysterical. Yeah. And you have to fish it out. You know? yeah. But, um, yeah, but like, what is it? Yeah, swipe um, to the noodling? left. Noodling? Noodling? Oh, you should do there? it where you, yeah, you, you send a text message. We'll that next time. But you never get a text message back. Oh. Ghosting. Oh my yeah, God. ghosting. Yes. And then there's ghosting. just an empty plate served. No. Um, wow, y'all. These are some ideas. The you, we're yeah. just so, on. <laughs> but then you go through all that, and then there's the you know the imminent part of when you get broken up with, Demise. or you know. It, it, let's be let's be honest. This yeah. is about when we got broken up with. Yes. And At the same time, I actually kind of close. Yeah, close. Mine oh. was via text message. Oh, 
You got divorced via text I message? I got separated via text message. Shit. During my final practical at CPCC. Not a that good. That is harsh. Legally not a smart thing to do. And Don't you ready for the person. big part? You ready yeah. for the big part? A month after my father died. Oof. Honestly, it could have been less. Oof. She probably wanted to do it the day after. Yeah. At least she waited she a month. She probably did. She probably did. <laughs> wow. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so it's about Does that. she still live in Charlotte? I must Probably. Know. So. Oh my God! We should invite her to the dinner. Is she coming? Oh, so <laughs> no. Is there but any room at our table? I, I would really <laughs> like to keep this world. Because she knows if my ex shows up, then I'm inviting her ex to this game over. <laughs> so <laughs> we do the whole Joker thing no, where we break the pool cue and like only one of you survive. Yeah. And then like, no, right um, but no, it was more of a generic thing because not each individual person is going to be able to relate to getting divorced via text message. So. You know, it, it is like know. that. But then, sure? you know, you have to have the uplifting part, maybe. You're going to find out. So, oh, shit. But <laughs> I know, right? How dark would that be? Which they just part go are home, we in? They're like brokenhearted. They're crying. <laughs> yeah. That's how, that's the final you know, course. Yeah, you're it's broken like, yeah, up. It's, you're just, your final course is drinking your tears. Yeah. You know, it's very well, salty. Well, I mean, depending on how happy you are. Well yeah. seasoned. Yeah. So, but then we're completely changing the menu uh, January, February, and March. So we're going to start doing our true seasonal aspects. So January, February, and March are all going to be the same menu. And it is based off of cafeteria food you ate when you were a kid. I think that's so freaking awesome. I saw your post yes. about that. Yeah. yeah. We're, um, it's going to be fun. The we're going pizza. to do, yeah, we're doing square pizza. Oh, we're yeah. doing sloppy joes. We're so doing corn I, dogs. Chocolate milk. I really hate myself for this, but Sam goes, what is your favorite food? And I immediately went, sloppy joes. And he <laughs> yeah. goes. And that's why it's on there. And he goes. <laughs> What? <laughs> like, what is wrong with me? I was like, I don't no, know where that came from. Is it really your favorite though? No, I don't know why. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I love. I, I like. I have no idea. Joe. It was like a Joe's. thing They're that just kind good. of popped out yeah. of my mouth, yeah. and I was like, "Sloppy Joe's right now." It just yeah. came deep from your. So basically, it was. Yeah. It yeah. Was like, yeah. You're like, I guess I it's true. It. I don't and, know. You know, I'm and happy human being about it, and now it's on the menu. And because you know, anomaly, we're bougie as hell with our proteins. You know, of course, it's going to have a you know certain kind of beef. Yeah. It's going to be. Uh, so, so your plan is to basically have four different <laughs> menus <laughs> throughout the year. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, well, we're, we're, I love it. You know how stupid that is? That's like, awesome. That, that's what we want people to say when they see our food. It's like, we, all right, going to be profane. We want people literally to, like, when we give them whatever, they're just like, shut the fuck up. Like, that's what we want people that's to say. Like, that's just, that's like, what amazing and wonderful and ridiculous yeah we want to be nostalgic delicious immersive and like holy crap like that's a laundry action your chicken dish like that was that was that for me that was amazing i think about it all the she time does that. i think it about your critique eat. of it all the time it was <laughs> it blew my mind it really did and the flavors like i think about the flavors of it not just not the experience we well, like, can always oh. improve a good dish it's so good mm -hmm. yeah it's um it's a dish that um we do have this week i was um, i was wondering if we were going to see any repeats so you're going to see one i'm happy repeat. to see that one again you're seeing one repeat and then one similar okay um, the cheese no 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 the, okay this cheese course i'm going to go ahead and throw this out there this cheese course is something that has been floating around in my brain for about four years. Um, and it's gotten edited slightly from where I've been. Uh, but it's something that is so weird, but I love it. And people are either going to really, really hate it 
or really, really love it. And I'm so down with that. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited about cheese course. Cheese course is probably the most anomaly course outside of the mullet can't course. Can't freaking wait. It's going to be fun. Um, okay, so the Aaron's plan pairings is though, I just want to say like, so freaking good. I drank so much and I did not have a hangover at all. Like you chose like, are they all natural wines? Oh, just wait. No, not not necessarily. They're just high quality. Some of them, some of them were natural wines. Um, the majority of them were just nicer wines. And honestly, there were wines that were relatively like accessible. That you know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. But they were all. It was it was like the best pairing. Yeah. And normally I'm like, oh, I don't know. I won't finish it. I, I finished. I think I finished everything. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you'll like the ones that we chose coming up. Cause don't say we. You chose. You guys are a great team. Like, well, Sam did try and like Sam did try and weasel his way in, and I said absolutely not. No. This is smart. your domain. But what's cool about Aaron's wines, and um, have y'all eaten at Oriole yet in Chicago? Mm-mm, but I want to. So yeah. it got it won world's best wine pairings. And when I was eating there, it reminded me a lot of how she pairs wine because all of their wines are really unique. They're odd. They're not things that you find on the shelf. They're not things that you would normally think of to go with certain things. But what it does is it's a true pairing. Like my food enhances her wine. Her wine enhances my food. It's a trade-off. So many people... Um, just are like okay pigs and pinot we're just going to do pinot noir because technically it's pigs and zen but that's okay see but like top chef had a pigs and pinot episode they didn't have a pigs and zen episode so alliteration wins yeah alliteration wins but you know they they have these just standard basic you know things like i don't like that i want it to be really cool and unique and like that's what she does um, and I'm finally at the point where I really do trust her completely. Like she, she has an automatic veto over anything that I say when it comes to that. And she also ha- like, I have an automatic veto with certain other things. Like we've got a really cool trade off. Um, what probably is going to happen then is like in four years, she's going to break up with me via text message. But like, <laughs> you know, it's going to be, you'll be lucky if it's four years. Listen, I, know, I, like, right? I prefer handwritten notes. Handwritten yeah. notes. <laughs> I'm a card kind of girl. There's going to be a stamp no. involved. <laughs> um, talk about, uh, I thought it was very interesting at, at the pop-up where you talked about how the Piedmont region is like Peru. Yeah. Um, tell the people about that. Tell the people about it. So we're going to embrace that actually quite a bit. Um, so North Carolina and, and South Carolina, we are very underestimated with our ecodiversity. And it's something that, uh, working with Clark at, at heirloom, I saw a lot of, um, got exposed to a lot of things, but thankfully we have companies and we have farms now that are really, they're now kind of able to, to, you know, dive into this stuff because people have asked for it. So we're going to use a lot of produce that's very native to North Carolina. And then the Piedmont region, what's really cool about it um, is that we have this really cool mixture of soils. We have the clay, you know, we have the silt, we have all this stuff coming from the mountains. You know, we also have the coastline and it's very similar to Peru and part of Ecuador because of that, because they've got almost identical soil. The difference is, is that 
the kind of ocean that's on their coast and how tall their mountains are. That's really the only difference. When you think about it, it's a gigantic difference. But that's why we're so similar. So you see guys um, and you see restaurants like Central and things like that that are doing these really cool dishes. And you see them, you're like, all of that stuff grows in my backyard. Like, what baffles me is you got all these restaurants here trying to be, you know, California cuisine or, you know, European cuisine or whatever. And they fail to realize that they've got this incredible source behind them. And that's why I love chefs like Greg Collier because he does not give a shit about anything else except for making good food. I've never seen a chef so diligent in just making stuff taste good. His food is bananas. It's insane. Yeah, I agree. And, and yeah, he doesn't. He just wants it all to taste good. He doesn't really care right. about it being fancy or... And you taste his passion in the food. Um, and he, that's starting to rub... Like, he already has protégés. There's not really a chef here in Charlotte that you can truly say has, you know, people coming off of them. You can kind of say it about Moffat, but like, people, he like cultivates it too, culti- you know, yeah. like he lets them like use his he's space. Like, a, like, Oh, he's like a godfather. A mensch. Yeah. He's like, he is. He's, he's godfather. Yeah. Charlotte, well, I know you guys probably have to go buy food for this week, yeah. right? You have to do some provisioning still. Oh yes. Yeah. So I have one more fridge. question. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, well, when can we expect anomaly? What's the plan? Yeah, yeah. Um, The plan, to be uh, completely honest, is it's we're getting through some stuff right now. We're hoping um, fall of next year, but you never know. Um, Thankfully, the way that this restaurant is built, it's very, very simple to get it built. Um, It is a zero gas restaurant. It's also a restaurant that requires no ventilation, which is interesting. Um, so it's something that we can literally just establish within months. Um, so we're Wait, waiting so no for gas a couple burners, things. no gas burners. We okay. are our kitchen. So you've been to Noma, you've seen the kitchen. We're going to have, have a very Noma esque. Did you get to go see the kitchen? Yeah. It's right in the okay, middle. Good. Yeah. I you have to say, walk like, through if it. If you weren't able to see the kitchen in Noma, then you're blind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> to go to the bathroom, you have to walk through it. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw it a lot. So yeah, we're um, it's going to be it's going to be all induction electric. Okay. okay. And then we're also going to use um, a Conroe grill uh, with bean and charcoal, um, which is a smokeless flame, well, well smokeless heat. So interesting. Uh, yeah, and. The biggest reason I want to do it, and it just happened to be that we didn't need all these crazy, insane, pricey add-ons to our restaurant to make, you know, what normal people have with gas grills, is that I am a very big stickler of having things done in very specific ways. So when you have, like, we're going to be partnering with a company that they have these little things you can stick onto the side of your pots and it will tell you the exact temperature of what's in your pot. And you can actually move it around on an induction grill, on an induction flat top, and it'll continue to just cook it. Where usually you lift something up, it's game over for an induction. So we're, we're going to be able to do a lot of very specific 
technical cooking, um, which some of the things I've been working on requires that. And so having a kitchen of that ability is really going to help us out because there's a lot of things right now that I just can't do because I don't have access to the equipment that I need to have access to, which is there, it's none of it's really expensive. It's just like I need to have those certain bare bones. So um, we're waiting on a couple other things. Um, the you know some of a lot of it's dealing with funding um, because. We've got a lot of support from people buying tickets, a lot of people supporting it after they eat the food, a lot of people supporting it online. But then we talked to some people and they're like, well, Charlotte won't, Charlotte won't sustain it. Charlotte's not about it. I'm like, well, let's find I mean, out. Yeah, I you so. guys heard that whole, yeah, the whole did. long. Jason has yeah. thoughts on it. Yeah, <laughs> the whole long conversation. Uh, yeah. I mean, any anytime that you're doing any sort of funding, it's just, you know, it's long and arduous and, you know, you feel a little helpless, but because people are just throwing up roadblocks. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, at the same time, like we believe in it, you know, that's very evident. Other people believe in it. And I think that that at some point somebody will really jump on the bandwagon. And, you know, once that happens and, you know, full throttle, we've got everything planned out. We're ready to rock and roll and get up and going as quickly as possible. Cause I think anyone who doesn't believe Charlotte can sustain a tasting menu restaurant or a high, like a high end fine dining restaurant. Um, haters. I know. I see them as flat earthers, honestly. Like it's not even to the point <laughs> of hater. Like I literally, like you are an imbecile because and we are, oh, the, we're the largest metropolitan area in the country without a high end tasting menu restaurant, like a, like a strong tasting menu restaurant. We're also the largest metropolitan area in the United States to never win a James Beard. We're like, we are so far behind. Yeah, looking at like Charleston, I mean, like it is yeah. kind of crazy. And Charleston, Charleston's now falling apart um, really bad because there's just not the, the people there to cook at these restaurants. But, you know, you've got a restaurant, like there's a restaurant called Nunsuch in Oklahoma City that is beautiful, gorgeous, and it is being sustained in Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, there's so yeah, there's no reason. Wow, why. Uh, we're no not gonna get any. Reason. Sorry, our Oklahoma City listeners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's just yeah, there's there's no reason. You've got multiple. Let's don't hate on the thunder now. now. <laughs> Sorry, Chris Paul's there. He's back home. When you think about it, in a weird yeah. way. But um, yeah. So we're. It's not a question of if the restaurant's going to open. The restaurant, I believe, will be successful. And it's not because of me or Aaron. It's going to be successful because we've got a lot of people already reaching out to us that want to be a part of the team that are phenomenal. And so we've got a solid team together. We know the location's strong. Charlotte will support it. And we know that people will, will buy into it and enjoy it. And then it just comes down to whether or not we're going to execute it. So, yeah, at that point, it's on yeah, us. It's on us. Execution you know? is everything. That's why I tell Aaron literally, I think I tell you every day. Execution is everything. That's what we have to do. Um, and that's why, you know, I've slept maybe, like, literally maybe 10 hours in the past week. Is that we're, we have to make sure that if people are willing to take their time out of their day, spend their money with us, we have to execute it in a way that makes them happy that they did that. I'm so glad you guys uh-huh. are. Because all it takes is, you know, like you said, like, Charlotte can. It's just a matter of someone having the balls to do yeah. it and yeah. to actually be the first ideas. to do I'll it. I'll tell you off air. Yeah, Jason um, has some thoughts. One other question before we get our final, so. question. final question. Final question. Final question. So, okay. you, 
if you could go to any restaurant in the world right now, which one would Ooh. you go to? That is that's a, the easiest question because I've answered it before with y'all, kind of through your Instagram. Yeah, but not but not on the pod. Not so. on the podcast. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm gonna switch it up. Erin can answer t- answer too if okay. she wants. She's my, yes, she can. I'm clearly going to Poppy Queso, right? <laughs> <laughs> People have spoken. Is that the name of it? Honestly, yes. sorry. Um, yes. yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't go to the dumpling Duh. lady. Fucking oh, dead to me. Why? Dead to you. Yeah. Good. So good. It's a service I've issue. About it it's a service issue. Yeah, it's the, co- oh, wait, yeah. It's the co-owner. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I don't care if it's some high schooler. Yeah. Yeah, they can take those dumplings and shove See, them. See, that's what yeah. I'm saying. This I've, is Charlotte. Yeah, no. Right here. This is why the next couple... Food. This is why um, the next couple dinners are like. Yeah. I like their dumplings. <laughs> Mind yeah. blowing. I don't agree with but, them. Um, those dumplings are good. Number one Shit. restaurant um, that I want to go to. Uh, I want to give you my number one, but definitely I would want to go to at some point Enigma, Chef's Table Moscow, um, Noma, but then an Alchemist in Copenhagen. Mm. But number one, without a doubt, is Gaganonad. Yeah. That man, and I'm so jealous y'all are going. Come with. So, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> you open can a restaurant. My lap. I think I got money to go to Bangkok. Um, so, Gaganonad um, is my my inspiration as a chef. Um, I've watched his Chef's Table episode at least once a month, every single month for the past year. Um, probably seen about 30 times. I don't know if you know this. If you picked up on this, he's a little obsessive. I'm completely <laughs> obsessed. What? I'm completely obsessed. This Sorry, is, I don't This is literally all I do. to throw that out I've, there. Fully I've listened to our I've listened to our playlist. Um, I think when I was on the plane, it was the 11th time in the past four days um, because I want to memorize literally every single thing that I want to do with it. But um, Gaganonad um, has finally just flipped the bird to how a restaurant has been running. Um, he realizes that as a chef, you are an artist and you're a leader. And your two goals is to provide a service and food to a, to the guest that mesmerizes them, but then at the same time that you lead a team in which they want to be like you, learn from you, and then eventually become their own person and open up their own restaurant. And he doesn't care about anything else except for that. He was working in a restaurant that was so money hungry from the investors that he had to do things that he didn't want to do, the guests didn't want to do, and the and you know the people that are working for him didn't want to do. And what he now has is the pure self, the pure him at that restaurant. And that's why with Anomaly, we're doing that from day one. Literally all this food is the crazy ass shit that I've come up with my head. And it's literally, okay, I want to do this. I don't know how to do it yet, but I want to figure out a way to do it because it's going to happen. And we're going to, we're doing that. And I've called up Aaron. I was like, Hey, I've got this crazy idea about putting this onto this. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, it's happening. She's like, okay, fine. And you didn't have us lick the plate. Like get on. Why did you chicken out? Cause I don't like cream cheese. What? It was, Pimento. There was no cream. No, it cheese. had something. Oh, mayonnaise. I don't like mayonnaise. You don't like mayonnaise? See, how can you? You yeah. can't. You can't say that at a good from? restaurant. I don't like mayonnaise. It doesn't matter. At a, it's like okay, you don't like mayonnaise at freaking Shoney's, but so like, there's no mayonnaise. There's no mayonnaise. This time. Okay, good. <laughs> Which, by the way, there was maybe there was maybe yeah, I know what stage we're in now. Maybe three <laughs> grams. There's maybe three or four grams of mayonnaise on your plate to lick up. It was all Mornay's, you know, fancy cheese sauce. Okay, I can't like everything. 
That's true. You have to try everything. But I did try it. You have to. Give you, me a break. You have. <laughs> this is funny. This time, you have to not use your silverware at one point. The only you reason why I did no it is because I don't like mayonnaise. That was it. Okay. Well, that was the only no reason. mayonnaise in the things you have to do. If I don't like it, I'll just throw it against the wall. It's at Perfect. Lincoln. That sounds so. about right. I mean, they let us do whatever you don't they own want it. there. Fun one to throw yeah. against the wall. We own it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. That's um, kind of true. Honestly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we stop going there, they might shut down. Yeah. Those donuts. God. They look so good. That's but they are so good. Well, yeah, we'll let you know how Dugan. I'm you know, so happy we're here flying. Was at so we, so I, I like got Dugan, and we're going to Japan. And I thought they're like, oh, real close to each other. No, it's like a, no. it's like a nine-hour <laughs> flight. Not convenient. We're, um, we're going for like two days. Worth it. Japan, Japan's cool. Um, we don't I, I, I want to go really bad. Um, they, they've figured out texture of food and really embracing the individual ingredient. Because there's so much Japanese food that's literally just protein, salt. And they have thousands of different kinds of salt. They've got thousands of different kinds of proteins, but it's always different. I have a, I have a course this week that is inspired by um, you know, Japanese cuisine. And you would never guess. Like, you're not going to be able to pick which one it is. Oh, when you eat it. challenge accepted. Um, yeah. Interesting. There's a hint in the title of the course. But, um, it's, in Jap- it's, it's your uh, symbol. Oh, that's no, what it not. is. Yeah, yeah and like the menu was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> who hasn't? Yeah, the menu, I will yeah say, who hasn't? <laughs> the menu, uh, not the answer I was expecting at all. <laughs> the menu coming up is pretty dope. I'm just going to. Yeah. Yeah, Cannot yeah, wait. It, yeah. is, it, is, it is taking a long time to put together, to be fair, but it is really awesome and, like, super exciting. Yep. Cannot wait. And oh, by we- the way, my favorite restaurant that I'm, I'm yeah. ready to go to. <laughs> actually i don't i don't really have any other i don't want to go anywhere I just, <laughs> i'm not even hungry I'm not mcdonald's <laughs> yeah. mcdonald's no one's that. touched my checks no mix. i i, I want to go to like oh, I forgot about it. Give me that. there's probably not that much pug yeah. hair okay i want to um actually instead of going to like those big name restaurants that everybody like really wants to go to i want to go to croatia and just like wander around and She's that's croatian. really what it is croatia are you croatian i am there's wow. no... well it's it's the cheap italy yeah, wow. and it's beautiful, and it's great, and most of I mean, like cheaper is from there. All I know about Croatia, I learned from Below Deck, Mediterranean. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really great. Beach. You know how you know how you watch Chef's Table? She watches Below Deck. Well, so do I. Wow. Vanderpump <laughs> Rules is the Thank best. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I don't like when people say you know. I didn't say it, anything. It says bad. something about my intelligence. It no, it, says it, it means that you need some bullshit on in the back because you're, you're because you're doing too smart and your brain hurts yeah. from all the thoughts. There it is. <laughs> Okay, yes. we have right. the recurring segment now. Okay. Best thing you ate this week. Or drank. Can be a wine. And oh. it doesn't really have to be this week because we don't really know when you it ate it. It can be it, something so. that you made when you're trying to plan for this, these pop-ups. Are oh, you just trying to figure out what, what I'm No, no, no. No. <laughs> this is honestly recurring. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I mean, I know mine, but you go ahead. Mm, best thing I drank or ate. And or ate. Whatever um, you want. I tried... A really amazing uh, Riesling um, to test for this dinner, and you guys don't get it. 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was no, so um, fucking good, though. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I don't, so I don't drink, so, like, I was spitting, and, like, it was really Wait, you don't, don't drink? drink? And you're a sommelier? Yeah. Like, yeah. ever? Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun, dun. Yeah. That's why oh, your skin's is... so good. No, 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 I used to drink, but uh, just oh, kind of, it actually, like, my palate is a lot better because it's not dead all the time from being right. drunk all the so time. So you always oh. spit. Okay. Yeah, but that. so I always spit, but I was, like, freaking, so she I also work at a... swallow. Yeah. That's like <laughs> Grant Atkins when he yeah. couldn't taste. So I don't. Yeah. So I work at a wine bar and I work at like a wine and cheese shop, which and uh, is is amazing. Mares, Mares, yeah. yeah. And she's amazing. She's great. You guys missed her, by the way. On you guys, I think you really would enjoy her. She yeah. is amazing. Yeah, I don't know why we've never been there. We need to. Yeah, I think she'd come on she's the pod. Like the, she shoot you would she's love the her. Baby Yoda of wine. She's oh like, my gosh, she is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's she's probably actually dollar, honestly oh. one of our biggest <laughs> biggest biggest supporters. So she's amazing. But you know we're sitting there and she's making a cheese board and I'm just spitting wine all over the place and these people are like, what the fuck is happening right now? And I'm like, do you want some of this? Yeah. <laughs> like here you go, try some. It's like, not oh. the spit bucket. No no no. <laughs> like what's happening? I'm like, uh, but we're not having it because it didn't it. work with the no, dishes. No, you are having it. Oh, we are. Just okay, yes. <laughs> I really believe it's a, it's a really delicious like reason okay. special reason um, wow and then my my favorite thing that i ate this past week um i will say that the loyalist um the when i was at the loyalist they had this like omelet that was perfectly cooked and it had a ramp sauce on it it was a ramp blanc and then like the most obnoxious amount of caviar because I asked for extra caviar. Mm. That was really, really good, but that was more than a week ago, but I just want to give them a shout out. And that's out. where you were working, at the, their butcher shop? No, I was right? working at Public and Quality Meats, that's right. which is part of Public and um, right. Stuff. Shout out to Rob Levitt. Leave it. I don't know. I, Great friends shouting out, dude. Yeah, I shout can do out. it. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> All right, so I've got the mic. I'm the captain. i got the mini afro in front of me. All right, so, <laughs> but uh, the best bite I had in the past week um, is that there's a spot called La Creperie that's 47 years old in Chicago, and it's right down the street from where I'm living. Um, and for some reason, I haven't been there until now. But they have the most classic French crepes. Like, they're gorgeous. And they had a poulet au champignon, which means mushrooms. chicken with mushrooms. Mm. And it was a perfectly done bechamel sauce, absolutely great sautéed uh, uh, sautéed. Uh, mushrooms and the chicken was absolutely scrumptious, and I was why are you literally looking at me. Shot. Why you're saying that? I like <laughs> talking about food and looking into your soul. So can you just say crepe again, please? Crepe, 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 un crepe, un crepe. But yeah, that's probably sounds tasty. Mm-hmm. How about you, Yvonne? Um, I liked uh, matcha cafe Maiko. I'm pretty excited about it. It's just a matcha parfait, matcha soft serve. I talked about it on Instagram, but Mm -hmm. I used to go, every time we went to San Francisco, I'd go visit there and it's a chain, but it's a really cool thing to have in Charlotte because it's been packed and I think it's awesome because they've got weird shit like, you know, like chestnuts in there and red bean and things that would hopefully like scare some people in Ballantyne, but yet it's there. It's in Ballantyne? It's in in the Arboretum. It's in the Arboretum. Yeah, and it's where like the TCBY was and like, but it's been crowded and it's like, it's a lot of like college age Asian people, but also like some white people and I'm like, this is freaking great and I hope they do well. What do you mean by Asian people? You heard me. Anyway, it's really (laughs) freaking good (laughs) and I wanted to go there last night, but... 
We went to Malay Kitchen. Oh, small. I saw that. That small looked, mention to that them. That looked really dope. It really was. The homemade hoisin sauce. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really good there. I ordered General Sal's chicken. Sauce, by the way. And their pho- poison. <laughs> <laughs> their pho gives uh, Langana. Yeah, I was so white. I ordered money. the General no, Sal's chicken. That, I had that oh last my really god! Good. Yeah, don't I, lick I off love plates. It. You get General Sal's chicken. I know. He doesn't eat mayonnaise, although Wait, he, he drinks is mayonnaise. diet cheer wine. <laughs> Who am I? Okay, the best thing I had. It was our anniversary this week. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh shit! <laughs> we- Sorry, Rob. Okay, also, here's the thing. I was not able to eat at the Porter's house. So we went to Metsco two weeks ago, and Yvonne's had <sighs> some shits. I had the... <laughs> I'm fine now, but Chocolate here's saucer. what happened. I had the final death knell of whatever was bothering me on Tuesday. Gross. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry. But Sharing so like everyone at, in Rob's kitchen probably thinks I like have like an eating disorder or like a Coke habit. I went to the restroom like Which she six does. times. <laughs> Both. I just like kept getting up and like they'd keep putting my napkin back, you know, and I'd get oh, up, I'd get so up again. They were trying least. so hard yeah. and like everyone's paying a lot of attention, which was the worst. And I'm like, stop looking at me it was awful and yeah i'm talking about Swan it now but anyway he, go ahead he, but yeah right so <laughs> so you wanted trash you wanted fuck, steak yeah. and we used to i did we used to go to the beef and bottle but last couple times i feel been like they've gone a little downhill so charlotte institution but we're like we're gonna go to porter's house because they have good states but he sent out his pasta and he made some smote bucatini with uh chorizo and um clams clams smoked clams it was really. It was good. really freaking good. Everything that, everything we had was great. No mayonnaise. No mayonnaise. <laughs> we love Kiss, you, Rob. Kiss. Yeah. So that was awesome. Yeah. He's one of those guys that he will not put something on the menu unless it's absolutely delicious, and I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. might have been the best pasta I've had in Charlotte. I want a redo of the anniversary because I wasn't able to eat anything. <laughs> We'll, yeah. go, we'll, we'll, we'll do go it back. again. Welcome to Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Promise to not give you the Welcome shit. to Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, welcome to our next fabulous meal. All right, so this hopefully we'll see some of you guys at the pop-up at, um, at so, Anomaly CLT so, is where we follow you on and, Instagram. Yes. And that's where you can get, if you want to go in January, February, March. Link can, in the bio, right? Link in the yep. bio. Okay. Didn't you have a, did you have PUDS as a code? Pug yeah. Life? So the, oh. Right? Uh, Pug no. Life. Pug, yeah. life. Pug life. Still good? Oh. Yeah, it's still good. All right, I might it's good on all that. three of them. Or again, and, when we're posting uh, Tuesday. We might go to, I, now that I know that it's... Uh, Seasonal. That it's uh, childhood oh, memories. Yeah. I love it's, that. I'm very we're excited about it. having our first explicit dinner, which doesn't mean I'm going to be naked. <laughs> but, God. but it doesn't not mean that. People literally <laughs> ask me, does this mean you're going to be naked? What does it mean? Uh, it means that... <laughs> so... Uh, since you've been to Schwa, you know that they are constantly blasting extremely loud, yeah. explicit rap music as well as other loud things, um, weed. And but we're not going to have <laughs> we're not going to have the latter. But what, what's going to happen? <laughs> what's going to happen is we're going to have explicit music, but we're also going to have what I call like more explicit food. Like we're going to have things there. Like we're going to have uh, four more courses there. That are just obnoxiously flavorful and seasoned. Brains. Oh. If you do not, if you're if you're one of those people, like a normal white people, um, that like under seasoned food. And you you mean like, the I call those vanilla style. Yeah. Wasps. Oh. Uh, vanilla style. I like if you, that. If you ever yeah. hear me and you hear me say vanilla style, that means you're getting all cheddar. Yeah, that's yeah. bad. Is, <laughs> they want just a cheddar be, cheese board. These are. These are going to be courses, definitely uh, not for the faint of heart, but definitely for people who absolutely love 
heavily seasoned, super flavorful food. Love it. It's gonna be. It's we gonna will be go back to one of those. Yes, we will. We will not tell the public. They will have to guess, and then they can dine I with it's us. Pretty obvious. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. You never know. Jason's gonna be naked at whatever. I will be naked to. either one. It'll it doesn't matter explicit. if it's the explosive uh, ooh, one. Yeah. <laughs> Has Yvonne... Yvonne has an idea. No. <laughs> I don't for, want to talk about it. Okay. Well, yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. So, <laughs> so she wants Just to do. Just quickly, I have this idea of doing the news. Okay. I feel like there's not like a quick news minute. I just want like a, you know. There is a quick news minute. No, five minute. But I want it to be on a smart mirror. That's my one idea. Okay. And so I want to be like brushing my teeth and I want it to come up just in the corner with like the weather. Anyway, but I'm going to do it and I'm going to be wearing a turtleneck no pants and one of those horse heads. <laughs> I pay you 50 bucks a month right not now. Not enough vagina, lots of boobs. We're saturated with boobs. Yeah. People need vagina horse yeah. head news. What do you think? Tell I'm us down. why it won't work. You Tell us why it won't work. You had me a horse head. You had me a horse head. I think head. you threw me a horse head. But well, I have to protect my identity. I'm telling really you now. I was really excited about turtlenecks. I was like, I like turtlenecks. This is like a mock. You, you know what? You know what? And I'm not going to groom it. I feel like that The like, turtleneck or the me. horse head? Or a, <laughs> any of it. Bush Wait, what did it remind you of? What was that What is that TV or TV show where there's like different episodes and they're all very different each time black mirror yeah it reminds me of an episode yes of that. and That's i love black mirror so this makes sense me it's gonna be like the Miley yeah this so is like it's gonna be definitely like a post-apocalyptic yeah. situation like if you ever see this happening the world is has either ended or is about to end very shortly yeah or someone won a second term but yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. it could By be the next way, there's november not enough worcestershire sauce in here not enough there's not enough i am right, i knew there was something missing all maybe right. i need a more ranch packet all right if uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway you can also call the vanilla people ranch packets mm. Mm. No. <laughs> flavor of love i love new york new york from flavor of love she was obsessed with ranch on everything so well i knew yeah. i liked her h1 mm-hmm. <laughs> preteen days well this was fun guys thank you for spending some time even though i know you're super busy you know yeah getting and everyone go buy the tickets because so. we Not want this anomaly week, to succeed out, but follow them on instagram we will sell go our tickets, tickets for lots of money though no we will not but you can well, still I go would. in January, February, March. <laughs> Speak it. for yourself. But we are right. gonna really oh, we forgot to, we're gonna release the February dates this week. Okay. We are? Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. We are. So January and February, you can buy them soon if you feel really like tickets. you're having yeah. some FOMO. And how much they're hundred and fifteen dollars? Except the explicit one. So quickly. So around hundred and fifteen. That's all we need now. Yeah. No, I got a lot of stuff in my mouth. Not enough horse to check out. <laughs> Not there. That's why I'm so mad at food right now. <laughs>